Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. I'm not to walk around in fear. I'm not to walk around here scared. I'm scared to get on the plane and to go to the Ukraine because I might die. The plane might fall. Some crazy nut may rise up and try to open the door. I can sit there and pray and enjoy myself because God already knows the day of my death. And I can sit there in that plane. I'm not going anywhere until God says so. <laughs> Amen. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwelling. First John 420 and 21 also says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Okay. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen. In other words, it's a terrible thing when you hate your your physical brother, your 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 sibling, your your brother in Christ, your sister in Christ, your co-worker, your neighbor. Uh, you you hate. There's some children that hate their parents. There's some parents that hate their children. He says right here, if someone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen. Now you're looking at your brother, your sister, your in-law. The, you're looking at the baby mama drama. Okay. How can he love God whom he has not seen? None of you have seen God. Now one day you will. You say, I've seen God. No, you get You can't stand this kind of glory of God. You know, it's too much glory. You can't, in this physical body, you can't stand God in the fullness of his presence. And look at 21. And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. Oh, 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 did you get that? He who loves God must, huh? Not might, not should. What? Must love his brother or sister also. Also, you say you love God? Then you got to love me. You got to love that person sitting next to you. Look, look, look around you. Just look around. Just take a look all around you. They're not going to scare you now. They're not gonna... You got to love them. OK, you, got, you still got to love the person uh, you divorced. You got to love that child that's, that's causing you to pull out your hair. That's right. You got to love that in-law. You must love them. Beloved, don't expect the blessings of God nor wisdom from him if you possess a spirit of racial prejudice. God will not bless you. God will, God will not bless you. He will not give you wisdom if you possess a spirit of racial prejudice. God is love. And he expects us to reflect his character and not hate anyone. 
not hate anyone. Repeat after we after me. We must not hate anyone. That's right. Must not hate anyone. The effects of hate are so devastating. Let me just show you why you shouldn't hate so you can just get healed this morning. Let me show you why you shouldn't be a racist. Let me show you why you shouldn't hate. It causes ulcer, stress. Hate brings on insomnia. Hate brings on depression. Hate brings on heart problems. Hate brings on an inability to think clearly. Hate confuses your mind. Hate brings on bitterness. Hate brings on vengeance to get even, to get back. She don't know who she messing with. I'll lay my religion down and I'll kill her. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nothing. If you've got a religion that you can lay down, it's really not a religion. Matter of fact, I'm scared of religious folk. Because God don't call us to be religious. That's right. He calls us to be righteous. Huh? Some of y'all, that's what's wrong. It was religious folk that put Jesus on the cross. And some of the worst folk in, in the house of God are folk who are religious. You can't beat them amening and go outside and slap your face. Vengeance. Uh, you know what hate does? It hinders your prayer life. You can't even pray and get a prayer through if you're hating. You know what it does? It breaks your fellowship with God. You can't connect with God. You run interference on God. It hinders your, your relationship with God. You can't draw close to God. You can't get to the next level in Christ. Number five, you bring rejection upon yourself by how you look, dress, carry yourself, and speak. Okay? This is a big one. <laughs> You bring rejection upon yourself. Now, some of you reject it because you bring it on yourself. By how you look, dress, carry yourself, and speak. For example, sagging pants. Clothes that are too tight. It's not going to do nothing but attract the wrong kind of people. Clothes that's too short or revealing. You got a grill in your mouth talking about hire me. Crazy colored hair, excessive tattoos, and body piercing all in the tongue. May I help you, please? Being obnoxiously loud, uh, using Im improper English. If you're doing all that, expect to be rejected. Romans 12, 2a says, and do not be conformed to this world. In other words, you know what that scripture means? Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Don't let the world shape you. That's what that means. Don't, don't allow the world to, to squeeze you into its mold to the point that you, you, you lose your identity in Christ. See, people who are interviewing you for employment want you to have acceptable attire, and appearance. If you want to look weird and scare people 
than expect to be rejected. People make decisions or judgments about you based on your outward appearance. For example, you want to adopt a child and you going in there, you got you, you looking crazy. You look at all demonic and you you stuff is hanging all over you. And you say, well, I want to adopt a baby. You they say, we're not going to give her a baby. If you want to be an attorney and represent clients in in uh, in the courthouse and you're going to stand before the jury. You can't stand there with, with, with flip flops on and uh, T-shirts with, with hate on it and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, I was in the hospital with my wife. When that doctor came in, he looked professional. I would not have no doctor working on my wife with a grill in his mouth. <laughs> his hair is all psychedelic. It's green and purple. It's wild and he, he, he's tatted all down and then he can't talk because his, his tongue got 50 beads in it. And say, and say, well, tomorrow we're going to do surgery on you. I say, no, you're not doing surgery on my wife. You ain't, you're not killing my wife. If you look, the, the news people, the anchor people, look at how they dress. The weatherman, the weather woman, look how they dress. Uh, who you date. They ought to have a sense of, of self-respect when they, when they are thinking about dating you. That's right. They ought not just look any kind of way. They ought to fix themselves up because they want to date you. Y- y'all to say, where's they man? Don't be, don't be a slouch and want me. I don't want no person dressing like a slouch. You dress properly for job interviews, internships, applying for a bank loan and anything else. First Samuel 16, 7 B says, for the Lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance. That's the way it is. Man looks at the what? Man. But God looks at the heart. God look. We don't know the heart, but God looks at the heart judging you outwardly. Number six, a couple of more and then we'll just stop. Christian business owners, Christian business owners will encounter rejection if they do not have the ability to sell themselves. The word is sell themselves as well as their product or services effectively in a professional and knowledgeable manner. Christian business owners will encounter rejection if they do not uh, have the ability to sell themselves as well as their product or services effectively in a professional and knowledgeable manner. They lose credibility with their customers. There's a great scripture here, Proverbs 22, 29. Any of you in a business thinking about going into a business, you want to be an entrepreneur or any of these kinds of things, here's a verse for you. Going into business for yourself, Proverbs 22, 29 says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. In other words, if you want, if you want a business, if you, you want a lucrative business, uh, you want to do well in a business, you need to work hard. You need to pray hard. You have to have some character, have a good reputation. Say what you mean and mean what you say. You're dressed for success. 
Uh, uh, matter of fact, be hard to replace. I, I, I mean, you, you, you got to be good at what you do. That means you got to burn the midnight oil. That means you, you got to work at it. You got to mull over it. You got to think. You have to process. You got to pray. There are competitors out there. And you got to compete. And you get out what you put in. And, and if you're good at what you do, folk will come to you. As a matter of fact, you don't have to do so much solicitation when you're good at what you do. Your name get out there and say, you got, you, man, I know somebody, the best cook in town. I, I know this person that can do this or do that. Or this, and they will find you out. If you want to sew a seamstress, be a good one. You want to be a beautician? Don't burn folk hair out. Huh? <laughs> That's right. You want to build a house? Know the right measurements. Know something about foundation and termites. When you, when you do things and do it well, uh, your excellence, listen to this, your excellence and quality will elevate you. Did y'all get that what I said? If you want to you want to make jewelry, make it well. Your excellence and your quality will what? Elevate you. Don't have to do anything and expect success. And you know what? When you do it and you do it well, I mean very well, you won't just stand before ordinary folk. God will elevate you before the VIPs. You will stand before kings. You will not stand before unknown folk that people don't know about. People will be seeking you out. And you say, well, how did they find my name? How did they find about my business? Somebody did business with you that knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody. And you got a call from way over yonder wind. And you wonder, how did your name get way over there? You got way over there because you doggone good. Oh, God, help me. Let me do one more and I'll leave you alone. Y'all listening? One more. I'll leave you alone. Uh, Number seven. If you make bad decisions that affect your character and reputation, then expect rejection such as loss of endorsements, Loss of respect from your family, loss of respect from your peers, loss of income, and in some cases, loss of freedom. In other words, you end up in prison. See, your character. It takes years to make good character, but you can destroy your character with one decision. If you make Bad decisions that affect your character and reputation then expect rejection, such as loss of endorsement, loss of respect from your family and peers, loss of income, even loss of freedom. All I'm saying is that some rejection we bring on ourselves. I got a scripture to help you excel in life that you need young folk and older folk, too, if you want to do something with your life. You say, where is that scripture so I can do better? I'm glad you asked. 
It's in Proverbs 22, 1. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. There's nothing like a good name. A good name. My son bears my name. I told him a long time ago, don't you mess up my name. He's doing a good job with my name. Thank God. Uh, a good name. And what you want is a good name. You want a good rep- reputation. A good name, it says, look, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. A good name. People speak well of you. When your name comes up anywhere, what are they saying about you? Now, the other side of that, don't expect everybody to like you. Matter of fact, the scripture says, woe be unto you when all men speak well of you. Okay, so don't look for praises. Oh, 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 I want everybody to like you. Everybody didn't like Jesus. Come on now. Don't worry about folk not liking you. Just do right. You don't thank you, Holy Ghost. Ooh, thank you. Uh, do you know something? How many of you messed up before in life at some point on something? Here's my feet too, okay? I got something I want to say to y'all. When you trying to do right and you love God and you repent, I mean, you get on the floor and you repent because you messed up. You know you messed up. You messed up. It was your fault. You didn't blame. Stop blaming everybody. Stop pointing fingers. Lord, I did it. I did it. When you come clean and honest before God, you know what he'll do. He'll take your mess ups and work it for his glory and your good. That's right. He'll clean up your mess like only he can do. Sometimes folks set booby traps for you. Sometimes they they try to ensnare you. They try to trap you. They try to do you in. And sometimes you 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 naive and you're not alert and you're not walking in the spirit. You away from God and then God has to get your attention. But 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 when you mess up, when you fail. Hurry up and get to the throne of God and say, God, I put my foot in my mouth. God, I did something stupid. And here it is. Tell him exactly what you did. God, I thank you for your blood. I sure need it now. Cleanse me. Wash me. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me, Jesus. Cleanse me. Restore me. And you know what? God will step in right on time. And he will cover you and he'll make your mistakes for, 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 for his glory and your good. He could even restore what the locusts have eaten. That's right. Let Jesus fix it for you. He knows just what to do. Whenever you pray, just let him have his way. Let Jesus. Anybody know about Jesus? Anybody had to have Jesus clean up your stuff? You've had to have Jesus to clean up your mess. Have you ever been the problem and, and you told Jesus, Jesus is me. It's not my mama. It's not my sister. It's not my brother. It's me, oh Lord. And when you come clean, 
God will purge you. God will work on your behalf. And he will restore what the locusts have eaten. And all God's children said, amen. Let's pray. And Father, thank you for the first segment of this message. Thank you that you gave me the wisdom to not rush it but massage it in the Holy Ghost. Father, we've all failed you. We've all said things we shouldn't have said. We've all done sins or committed sins that we don't want anybody in this room to know about. We've all failed you. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It is my prayer, oh God, that you forgive us. Forgive us of mean words. Forgive us of negativity. Forgive us of bitterness. Forgive us of a spirit of anger. Forgive us of a spirit of racial prejudice. Forgive us of gossip. Forgive us of slander. Forgive us of homongering. Forgive us of adultery. Forgive us of sleeping with somebody we're not married to. Forgive us of pornography. Forgive us for putting our eyes where they shouldn't be. Forgive us of drugs. Forgive us of selfishness. Forgive us of pride. Forgive us of mismanagement. Forgive us of being up to no good. Forgive us of of premeditative sins, orchestrated sins, no good sins, devilish sins. Forgive us for talking too much when we ought to shut up and just listen to you. Oh, God. Give us a new beginning. Purge us, make us, mold us into your likeness that we will be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. I love you, church. I love you, church. I love God, and I love you. Because one day I got to answer to God for every message that I preach. This is serious business. The world is too wicked. The devil is too busy for you to be playing church. For you not to make a decision to come to Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. If you have to hesitate a little bit about your relationship with Jesus. Then you come see one of these counselors that's standing. Or perhaps you're here, you know Jesus, but you you don't have a church home. You just kind of been moving around, just meandering. You know, a sign of a, a person that 
that drifts is a person who's not connected to a church. They're just roamers. They're, no, they're spiritual nomads. And you find yourself drifting and getting farther from God. And the more you miss church, the easier it is to miss church. Some of you got membership everywhere but God. You, you got memberships and sororities and fraternities and Sam's and Costco's. You register for universities and all this stuff and then come to church and minimize your membership. God's been too good to you to sit in that seat when God talked to you. Who in here can say with absolute certainty the day of their death? You had better move at the beckoning call of God right now. A whole lot of folk have gone to hell with the best of intentions. Satan is a specialist in tomorrowing you. He will tomorrow you right into hell. Next time you into hell. You come. Don't worry about people looking at you. You say, I don't, I don't want to move publicly. Jesus died on the cross publicly for you. He didn't die in a closet. He died on the cross before people. Humiliated. Can you now make that step and say, I'm standing and I'm coming and I'm going to ask God to give me a new beginning. I'm tired of myself. I'm going to step out for my family, for my own soul, for my children. In Jesus' name, amen. You come now. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210 821-5683.